Hello, and welcome to The Parting Shot, your dose of everything pop culture. I'm H. Allen Scott. There are drag queens, and then there's Bianca Del Rio. Now, if you're familiar with Bianca, you know exactly what you're getting at one of her shows. But since I feel like this episode will be an introduction for many of you to the human hurricane that is Bianca Del Rio, let me give you some context. Like so many other successful drag queens, Bianca competed and won her season of RuPaul's Drag Race. Almost 10 years ago now, which is crazy to think about, America was introduced to a type of drag queen they had never really seen before. Not interested in lip syncing, Bianca focused on comedy in the style of Joan Rivers or Don Rickles, very similar to my guest last week on the podcast, Kathy Griffin. We're talking the type of comedy who, you know, they're not afraid to say exactly what they're thinking and tell you exactly like it is, no matter who they insult. And she's found amazing success doing this type of comedy, regularly selling out her wildly popular tours, which says, you know, she says are for people who aren't quote unquote easily offended, which I love. And you'll hear that type of comedy in my chat with her today. She joined me recently to discuss the launch of her new tour, Dead Inside, which you can get tickets for at bbiancadelrio.com. Our chat ranged from comedy to cancel culture to politics to drag queen story hour, and yes, even RuPaul's Drag Race. Considering how drag is such a hot-button political issue right now, I actually found Bianca to be kind of a bridge between both sides. She clearly is in favor of drag. I mean, just look at her. But her point of view is very... I'm going to say what I'm thinking and you're just going to have to deal with it no matter if you like it or not. Kind of screw you kind of thing, which let's be real. That's very much the vibe of those folks on the other side who are seemingly against drag. So perhaps Bianca will soon be able to add another accolade to her shelf. Peacemaker. But you'll have to go to one of her shows to find out why. See what I did there? It's a not so subtle plug for you to actually get a ticket to her show and see her. It's good. She's funny. So Go on and grab a snack because I'll be right back with Bianca Del Rio. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. If debit is your go-to card, Discover thinks it's time you get rewarded too. So check out Discover Cashback Debit, a game-changing checking account with cashback on everyday debit card purchases. That's right. Cashback isn't just for credit cards anymore. Whether it's a movie date, flea market find, or midday latte, you can start earning cash back. And did I mention there are no fees, period? Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashback debit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. Oh, hello. Hello. How are you? I am doing well. Wide awake and going through <laughs> interviews, honey. Yes. Well, I'm going to start recording. I'm going to start recording. Okay, please do. Please um, do. Please do. So Same great. Thing. Same thing Nixon said. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Old political reference. I'm yes. in, you know, I made a reference on Instagram the other day about the Frost Nixon interview and nobody, none of the kids got it. No, no one understood no, it. I think we've said this before, but, but we live in a world where everything is at your fingertips. I mean, yeah. like you can literally just go and people don't know shit. We're in the, like the stupidest fucking people exist nowadays. Well, which- and I 
remember Dewey Decimal System. I remember card yes. catalog. I remember encyclopedias. And now, literally, if your balls are itching, you can Google it and yes. find out why. Well, like, you, were, you were probably like me as a kid. This is what pisses me off is that like every you're right. Everything is at these kids fingertips like references. Yeah. If they want to know references like on Drag Race when they don't know references, it's like oh. you grew up with Google. How do you I had to work to find out who won the Academy oh. Award in 1985. Like, how do you not know this? Decimal system. It still doesn't fucking make sense. But we, yeah. had to learn. we had to go to the library. I mean, I have a library here at home and I don't mean that this like my only exciting thing is that because I'm a book person, but Same. I've got so many that I stole from the library because <laughs> that was the way there was no Amazon. No. There was no, I mean, maybe as I got a little older in my teenage years, you would go over to Barnes and Nobles, mm-hmm. uh, which was a great place where you could get a coffee, you could steal a book and go to the bathroom. So that was <laughs> my world as a teenager. Yeah. But nowadays it just blows my mind when you meet somebody stupid because yeah. there's just no fucking excuse. No, no excuse. Stupid gay person. You're like, you don't know. You don't know who you Charo live, is. You live on your phone. We know you're on Grinder. We we know what you're doing. Do it to Google. <laughs> well, the, the crazy thing is to me too is references that they will credit and give to someone else. Yes. And you're like, Mary. Mary, that's not that. Like there was J-Lo who did a performance with all these drag queens that came out on stage, you know, yeah. with her many looks. And everybody's like, this is insane. I go, girl, Madonna did that in 1998. Like, yeah. What? Yeah. Yes, the footage exists. So yeah. it is it is it is wild to me. It really, 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 really How is. How they I mean, don't know. Well, and what ends up happening is that every queen that comes to my house um, w- will end up at some point, either after a drink mm-hmm. or uh, definitely after three drinks. It's the, did you see this? Do you know this? Have you watched this? Do you know this scene from A Star is Born? Do you know that this scene with Judy Garland was an ad lib scene? Do you know this is like the second to third remake of The Star is Born? Like you have to educate these assholes. Yeah, you know? yeah. they don't know. They yes. don't know. Well, this brings yes. me to a great question. So, when speaking of educating the assholes, what can we expect from your tour? <laughs> <laughs> smooth segue. Thank you. That transition was as smooth as Caitlyn Jenner's. <laughs> um, I say <laughs> we can say because she's a cunt. We can say yeah, that. Yes, um, we don't like her. Um, <laughs> but in the end, I, I say, look, I've had some time off and I, and I uh, you know, I just I. Uh, I had been touring literally since Drag Race, which has now been 10 years. Yeah. 2024 is 10 years of the show airing um, that I've been back to back, back to back, back to back. And uh, last year I took a minute uh, just to kind of regroup. And I don't know if you had heard, but Beyonce and this girl called Taylor Swift were on tour. Mm-hmm. And I just thought, let them have a moment, you know, <laughs> let them shine because the girls need exposure. So I let them go and tour. Yeah. And that's why I'm starting next year. And there's another woman, uh, you might have heard of her, Madonna, that I'm like, you know what? Throw them a bone and yeah. let that happen. Give them some so time. I, give them. You know, yeah. they, they need exposure. You know, it's all about women. And um, they, I, I just kind of said to myself, you know, let me take a minute, regroup. You know, I had foot surgery, which was this whole crazy thing that I had to have from years of wearing shitty shoes as yeah. a drag queen. Yeah. Um, so I did all that. And then you kind of sit with yourself and think, oh, this is going to be a great year to do TV and film. Now I'm available. Yeah. Cut to a strike. Yeah. So yeah. I am ready to go on the road and spread my venom and spread my hate, mainly because the world right now is a hot fucking box of Christmas shit. Let's be real. Yes. And 
we're only in December as of today. And you start to think to yourself, what is going to happen between December and February? So much, so much that needs to be discussed. You know, I mean, serious political issues. Uh, there's war going on. And the fact that Mitch McConnell is still alive. We need to talk about this. And I, listen, I'm, I'm not wishing him death, although it would be a perk. But let's take a minute and say, let him retire because one reason, not because he's ruining the world and made some horrible, you know, blocked a lot of horrible policies. Mm-hmm. But I think that we need new Walmart greeters. We need someone <laughs> new with the highlighter at at Walmart <laughs> to check our receipts. And because you know he'll do it. He'll actually check the receipt. Check the receipts and yeah. listen. You know, if you're leaving there by buying an eggplant and charging yourself for an eggplant and stealing a flat screen TV, I want Mitch McConnell to run after me to go and get it. That's what I want to experience. Well, run. Let's be real. At least in, at least in Walmart, there's term limits. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> They're 90 years old. They're dropping like fries. Flies. That's uh, where they belong. Yeah. That's what. Yeah. Well, yeah. so speaking of politics, everything. I mean, I, I've been to your stand up shows. I know your stand up. Well, I've been following you for years and. Uh, you don't shy away really from anything, but be considering how political things are right now, both especially with drag, but also just in general. Do, does that ever factor into sort of the material you write and how you do you worry about the politics maybe being a little too toxic right now for some things? Well, I think let's what's the, the best way to answer that is if you try to appease or or uh, be liked by everyone you're screwed so the people that are coming to see me usually know me you know that i'm a joke i mean i'm a man in a wig um there's no uh you know uh, illusion that shattered by me saying that um and it's just trying to find the humor in all of it now it may not be your cup of tea and every joke may not be a winner which is why you know people often say have you ever had a moment of course many many fucking moments you know but you also live in a world where okay let's take celine dion you know and amazing singer and she puts out album after album but sometimes an album's not good. Does that mean she's not a good singer? Does that mean we cancel Celine? No, it just means I didn't like that album mm-hmm. uh, or I didn't like that song or what have you. So I, I can't worry about that. And I think I'm grateful. This is the one time being old is helpful is that I didn't grow up in a world where you had to be accepted, you know, as, as a gay. And I say as a gay, you know, you weren't liked. You were not liked. You were called a freak. You were this. Now, I'm, it's not some pitiful, sad story where, oh, my God, I'm. I'm getting my revenge on the world. It's just that that gave me the tough skin to not fucking care. And you've got to realize, you know, with social media um, in particular, uh, when you're doing material, I don't pander to that audience. I can't, you know, you can't put a clip of your show because people don't understand context anymore. Let's just say there's a running joke throughout the whole show and it leads to one big punchline and someone films that punchline and then posts it online with no explanation. And it's, you know, uh, uh, Mitch McConnell should die. Let's just say that's the end of something. Then it's, oh my God, how dare you? This is insane. Blah, 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 blah. And the first one's to chirp up are usually the fucking gays. The worst people to start with. And they're like, how dare she? And you're like, but you weren't there. You didn't know the beginning. You didn't know the setup. You didn't know what this was. So I refuse to explain myself. And I also refuse to apologize. You know, Mm -hmm. if you want if you want to pay a ticket, pay for a ticket and come and watch and then have an opinion, you are all by means welcome to do so. But I am not going to pander or try to skirt issues. If I want to talk about children's hour and kids reading, you know, kids getting books read, I can sit back and honestly say, 
I don't like it. <laughs> it's not for me. I'm not reading books to kids. Fuck them kids. I'm not interested. But, you know, there's drag friends of mine. They're like, well, it should be okay. No, I don't want, I don't want to go to a library and read books to kids. That's lighting alone. Yeah. The lighting in a library is horrible. I don't need to be there. But if that's what you want to do, that's fine. So I just try to find the fun in it. And you just can't, you just can't worry about that side of it. You yeah. know, I often tell people I'm not a political figure. I'm not your mother. I'm not your, fa- you didn't vote me into my position. If you don't like it, move the fuck on. Yeah. And I often say, you know what happens to people that are offended? They die, you know? <laughs> so, it's just, yeah. so you're offended. <laughs> die. <laughs> die. Like, what, do yeah. you, what am I supposed to do with this information that you're offended? Like, yeah. like, I, I never understood that. Now, like I said, if it's if it's a political figure and you're upset with, hey, my vote matters and this mm-hmm. person makes decisions for us. Yes, of course, there's a time and place for that. But overall, a man in a wig is not the place. <laughs> you know, jokes not- like mama. No, yeah. and I'm not trying to be, you know, an activist on any level. You know, I have friends of mine that are, you know, on the case and they're the ones that are like, yes, I've got Norma Ray on the bottom. Another old reference. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Norma Ray, you know, talking about. This is important. Yes, of course it is. And and there's a time and place for it, but it's not my show. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> it ain't my show. Do you no. notice that like when you tour, I mean, of course, bigger cities, you know, are going to respond to certain things. But do you notice when you go to cities in the Midwest or cities in the South that like the response to some of the material is different because of the politics oh. of the area? Oh, without a doubt. And uh, sometimes they laugh harder because they're so, been so repressed and so scared, you know. Um, and, and, and just imagine for me in particular, like, you know, when I start this tour on the 12th, I'm doing America and Canada for the first 60 dates, but I go all over the world. So you have to realize when you're in the UK, you know, what's going on there. You know, last time I was out on the road, Brexit was a top issue, uh, you know, or when you're in Australia or when you're in Asia, you know, so everybody's got their own shit. Um, and I think what's important important about I, I don't want to say comedy in general but a night out let's just say that people see you coming they buy a ticket they're coming out to be entertained and that's what i think my job is to do whether it's you know the funniest show they ever saw or was it funnier than my last show or what this that's what it's about for me is is giving people an escape an escape room yeah. uh, to come in and laugh at ourselves. Most importantly, you know, cause I think a lot of gays have lost their own sense of humor because everything is now um, where I just feel like, girl, you know, let's laugh. You've yeah. got to find the humor in it. I'm the person who's laughing at a funeral. You know, yeah. if someone drops dead, I am in that room thinking this cunt died and she owes me $20. What a shady <laughs> fucking, what a shady fucking way to go. She's got flowers for me. I don't know. She if you're worried about $20 at this point in your career, you need to be doing something better with this tour, Bianca. <laughs> Girl, every $20 counts. I'm old school, honey. Well, so your crowd work also is pretty legendary and riffing with the crowd and just how you work with the crowd. How do you balance staying on the material you have set for this tour while also maybe spending a lot of time reading people? 
Uh, yes. Okay. So this is, this is a little trick I've learned. It was crazy because many, many years ago, uh, like when I was starting out and working in the bar, um, I just assumed coming from theater that as a performer, you were supposed to have a set of scripted material, you know, like I've, I've done movies where I've read and learned the whole script because I'm crazy. And, and that's obviously not how it works, you know, in theater. Yes. It helps you to know all of the material. And that's how I kind of presented uh, everything throughout my career. I was basically started as a shit talker i was you know doing drag bingo at three in the afternoon for drunk people mm-hmm. and and i say drunk people because if at three in the afternoon you need a drink it's one thing but if you need a drink at a gay bar you're a fucking alcoholic <laughs> so imagine a raging alcoholic at three in the afternoon that just needs their fix and then there's a drag queen calling out bingo numbers this is not going to end well this is, this is not <laughs> A perfect mix. So yeah. for me, I was entertaining people that didn't want to be entertained. Yeah. <laughs> so that's kind of where my nastiness and my my crowd moments began. Now, granted, I did that for many, many years and never considered myself a comedian at all. I just thought this is what I do. I thought comedians had rehearsed material. I thought mm-hmm. comedians then turned into television shows like a Roseanne or a Seinfeld or, you know, that's what I thought of a comedian. Joan Rivers, where you're traveling and doing that. I wasn't doing any of that. I was just basically killing time at a bar yeah. uh, doing this for many years. So when I got to New York and I was called a comedian because I was not pretty enough to be called an actress or a dancer, I... I then started realizing, okay, this is what it is. You're doing the show now. Sometimes I'm working three nights a week. Sometimes I'm working five nights a week with a day job. I'm just grateful to make the money because the rent in New York is so crazy. Uh, And then time came after Drag Race to go on the road. This is a very long-winded route, but I'm just giving you the insight. (laughs) But I, I then now I'm going on the road to do the show. And I thought, okay, I'm a comedian. I've got to present this and I need to do it verbatim every night. And I have a lot of friends, Coco Peru, friends like Varla Jean Merman, yeah. friend, my friend Sherry Vine, they stick by the script. I mean, they are on it page by page. And I found myself doing that and finding myself being locked in was yeah. a very, very hard thing. And then I just started easily. It's like anal. I easily started allowing a finger here and there. Yeah. And by allowing it back in, I realized, oh, I'm not a bad person for doing the crowd work because there's only certain types of people that can do it. You just have to find the right balance. Mm-hmm. So I keep notes on my table to kind of keep me on track to remind me of what's there. Yeah. Sometimes you get to it. Sometimes you don't. Cause whenever you start with a show, I always start with more material than I need. And then you figure out the rhythm. Mm-hmm. Uh, then you start to realize, Oh, okay, well in California, this section works, but then I know I'm going to the UK after this. So that's not going to work. So you always have to have an abundance of more. And so much happens in the moment. If you are fearless and I'm I'm fearless when it comes to that because you people give you so much. I mean, yeah. especially if you're in the first 10 rows, you know, you are an asshole. You know, <laughs> you, <laughs> you chose that. You chose this. Yeah. And I often tell them, you know, it's like SeaWorld. If you get that close to the whale, you're going to get wet, you cunt. <laughs> so, yes. Well, you know, the other thing, speaking of sort of people choosing um, dangerous things, drag has exploded. And everyone is doing drag right now. I mean, it's just it's falling out of trees. Yes, girl. Falling yes, out of trees. yes. And there is I mean, I, I wouldn't say there's necessarily an overexposure. But do you think that there like the state of drag? What do you think is the state of drag? And where do you think it's going? Ugh. 
Well, in in general, I must say there's good and bad with all of it. You know, let's be real here. The fact that it's it's in people's living rooms or the fact that I can travel the world. Hey, kudos, an amazing platform. Um, and, and I say this and it's going to sound kind of cunty, which means it is. But uh, there was a time you now 10 years ago where, you know, the American franchise was the franchise to watch. There was no other franchises. Yeah. So we had a little bit more of an opportunity. The the Sharon Needles and the Jinxes and, and the Bob the Drag Queens even. Uh, not so much Violet, not much talent. <laughs> but overall, we had a, a, a great platform then because all eyes were on us yeah. i could be i could be wrong about season eight i don't know when the franchise has started but you know with that everybody was watching us everybody was um bootlegging it down in other countries and we got to travel the globe and now as the show has grown which is amazing yeah. those opportunities are a little less you know there's season after season there's no time in between and you have to really think about who won and does it mean that they're going to be traveling and doing a show or yeah. somebody went and not necessarily having an act it's a different dynamic, I think, now. So um, the perk is it's everywhere. The downfall, it's everywhere. You know, yeah. everyone's an expert. Um, everyone is saying, well, this is what it needs to be. And this is what it's about. I mean, I've had people say in comments that I'm not a drag queen because I don't lip sync. And I just think, OK, like what? This is the world we live in. Yeah. Um, so I-, I think the balance is there. And on certain days, it's high and certain days, it's low. Yeah. Um, but I'm grateful I did it when I did it. I'm grateful that I'm old. I'm grateful that I have enough sense, you know, because that gets thrown in your face, too. You know, people are like, oh, well, you're just old. And I go, yeah. And I hope one day you last this long. And I hope one day that you have a career as well. Yeah. Um because I have no shame in it, but I'm glad it's all kind of happened for me when it's happened. And I think if I were starting out now, it would be scary. I mean, the amount of money these queens spend, the amount of money they spend on surgery to be a drag queen. I'm like, what? Yeah. Um, that that was not my game. You know yeah. what they pay these designers for these looks to be on television for 13 seconds. It's just a completely different world. So I think with everything, it's going to... Um, either plateau or completely explode and yeah. then they'll start all over again. Yeah. yeah <laughs> you know, I mean, that's kind of what I was wondering. Like, I mean, I feel like I don't hear this talk a lot. Maybe you do, but like, wh- what's the world after drag race? Like when drag race has to end at some point, like what, what, what does it look like after that? Yeah. And, and what's going to happen to these people, you know, like when I started to realize that there's people that are now doing drag because of drag race, that blows my mind. You know, I go, yeah. oh, wow, you started drag because you saw it on television. That That is amazing. You know, I think for a young person and, and finding self-expression and all of that kind of stuff that didn't exist when I was a kid. I mean, we had Cher, Carol Burnett and Madam. Uh, that was that was it, you know. Um, so it's it's wild to me that it's there. But like going back to what we were saying in the beginning, it's all at their fingertips now, you know, and they think they're a great drag queen because they take an Instagram photo and it's like, honey, I'm serving. Well, let's pull away the filters. I would love if they created an app where it just removed every filter there was. So you just go and you look, you go say, let me see this bitch. And then you click and then it just all disappears. And then you go, oh, okay, I get it. Now that's what that whore really fucking looks like. Because not to say there's not an art to it. There's an art to that side of it, you know? And if you're doing print work and some of these girls are in magazines, I think it's amazing. But um, 
that's not the world, <laughs> not the world we live in. Yeah. Uh, and that's not reality. And not that drag is supposed to be realistic. I just think um, it's important to be realistic as a professional. Realize what you do. Uh, have an act if you want to travel. You know, I'll put it that way. I'm not saying you have to have an act to be a drag queen. I just mean have an act if you want to travel. Something that you can do live yeah. usually works. Um, I I have always chosen to tour and to be with an audience because that is what I love. And and truly, it, it's, a, it's a beneficial way. I mean, look, Madonna's touring. You think she's doing that because she wants it? No, she's <laughs> wanting uh, So yeah. to me... That's like the perfect thing. And so, you know, it does come with sacrifice. You know, your life's a little crazy for a couple of months out of the year. But um, it's it's like the most rewarding, despite, you know, you're having a bad day, your, your travel is fucked up or you didn't sleep. And then you get to go on stage and there's people that paid to see you. Wild. You know, I don't even mean like paid to see you like, oh, I'm making tons of money. I'm going, they actually know who I am and care to be here while I talk shit. How can you not be in a good mood? You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, You're like totally. Let's roll. Let's fucking roll. You know? <laughs> well, one of the things that I know you and I share a love of sort of like late 70s, early 80s share Bob Mackie moments. Oh. I mean, obsessed. It's just yes. it's yeah. everything. And so that got me thinking, like, how how has how did Bob Mackie influence your style and how like what is your style? Like how what's your influences with your style? Uh, well, I recently did a podcast with Isaac Mizrahi, who I love. Yes, love. And um, uh, and I, I, I sound like I'm name dropping. Okay, he said, "Can you do my podcast?" I said, "Yes." We've never spoken since, uh, but, <laughs> but we tackled. And I, I happened to be in drag that day because I was doing a couple of interviews. And what was so funny is that he says, "Oh my god, I'm getting Joan Crawford." And I thought, "Oh, okay." And then in my heart went dead or alive like like what, what part of her career are we talking here um so i would say i i i used to say it's drag old school drag but then there's so many different variations of old school drag because i'm from the south so there was pageant drag yes. there was old school pageant drag and i was never in that world i i have this friend of mine named tiffany alexander this this queen who's about maybe in her late 50s um, and she's done drag endlessly and she's been a pageant queen. And when I started in 1996, she's like, Mary, you need to do a pageant. You need to do a pageant. And I never, ever did a pageant. And I recently went and did her birthday roast. And I said, you know, many people have told me you should do a pageant. I said, Tiffany was my cheerleader. Do a pageant, do a pageant. I said, I never did a pageant. I just did the one pageant that actually matters. <laughs> and drag race was it. Cause you're still in this fucking bar, Tiffany. Um, so. I, I I used to say old school drag, but I guess it's it's I don't even know if it's old school Hollywood. It's it's um, a mixture of Joan Crawford, bozo, sixties heightened, Pentecostal church hair wearing woman. <laughs> that's that's where I'm at. That's some uh, the hair part. I have to say. So I mean, we share a very good friend in common, Naomi Smalls, who oh, I will I say, I will say, I t and Monet is also a good friend, and I texted both of them yesterday to send in questions that I could play for you, and they <laughs> didn't, which I kind of expected them not to, just so that I could yeah. have the opportunity for you to read them right now <laughs> for not doing well, it. I love, I love <laughs> those two. You know why I love them, and this is kind of the thing. I 
I, I drag in particular, it, it's it's a lot, you know, it, it, and I don't mean it's a lot just visually. It's just a lot that goes into it, you know, mm-hmm. and, and when you choose to do this as a profession or the profession chooses you, let's just say, and you take yourself seriously and you're you're on the road and, and those two take themselves seriously. Yes, they came from a reality show. Yes, they've worked in the bars like I did many years ago. So they get the aspect of it, uh, of the struggle and the journey and what it's mm-hmm. about and presentation. But they will ask. How do you pin that wig? What yeah. glue do you use? What, yeah. what, uh, where can, and they don't leave my house without something that I'm like, as you see behind me, it's like, you need this glue. This is the new container. This is this. Naomi's like, can I ever just come over? I go, absolutely not. Because <laughs> if it works for me, it will work for you. Now, granted, completely different styles, as you can yeah. see, I'm a pretty one and they're not. And it's just <laughs> that. The questions and the fact that they want to learn Mm -hmm. is important, you know, and people taught me early on, you know, I mean, through theater and and through the opera and through ballet, you know, uh, they were like, okay, this is how you pin a wig. This is how you create volume. This is how you. So I love them dearly because they do want to learn. And I think the more you learn or when you're doing it hands on is so much so much easier than a fucking YouTube tutorial. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Sometimes you're like, oh, that's a great idea. Um, but uh, that's kind of like been the relationship for me with with everybody that's younger. If you want to learn, I'll be happy to teach you. Now, well, they're not asking me, Bianca, what's blending? Because I don't do that. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> well, that's something that Naomi and I obsess over a lot is how you install your wigs. Where you obs- well, oh. I mean, literally, I will watch because you've never done, I don't think, a full tutorial of it. But there are yes, moments, yeah. there are moments where I just like, oh, we put it on this way. Oh, she put it on that. Way. Like, I obsess yeah. over it. So that's one thing I do want to come to your Palm Springs house and just see how you that. put we on a wig. It. I just need to watch we that, and then I'll leave, and then I'll leave. You know, the crazy thing is, is that you know, I try not to give too much information. This is the issue when you do a tutorial or anything. Someone then will go, well you can't or that's not or this i've even had wig makers tell me you shouldn't do 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 now this is a person that's half my age you know and plucked a few hairlines off a wig they bought in china and it's like mary mary i'm not saying this is the only way i'm saying this is what works for me this is what i use to wash my wigs this is like there was a queen um many 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 years ago who told me you should wash your because we were only using synthetic wigs back then Mm -hmm. you should wash your synthetic wig and downy and because it's a fabric softener. And I thought, she must know. Girl, I washed that wig in Downey, which, of course, Downey is a fabric softener. It's not anything to clean it, okay? So yeah. it made it a little softer, but it didn't really remove the buildup. It didn't remove it. Yeah. And then I went to the bar thinking, I'm cute because this wig smells extra special. <laughs> I went into the black light. And it looked like someone came all over the wig because in black light, Every piece of lint, every gunk of hairspray, it was like literally 23andMe loads all over <laughs> the entire fucking wig. So You found out you were Ashkenazi Jew from the wig. <laughs> Girl, it was rotted. I was a walking sperm bank. And I'm like, <sighs> never again. So some things you find out yes. are not right and fabric softener is not what you use yeah. obviously no. well no, no. my last question for you is you're I'm, learning so much today i am i am and it my my last question is sort of related to that so one of the things that i think about because you are i mean you're a legend in drag and and you are you're okay no you can't 
You can't say that. So you see, this is. <laughs> Am I aging? Am I aging? I hope I'm not aging. <laughs> no, you know, I'm comfortable with being old. I think what's funny is the word, the word legend and icon, these faggots use nowadays. And I said faggot because I can, because I am one. Uh, when someone <laughs> said, you can't say faggot. I said, girl, that was my name my entire childhood. <laughs> Sissy little faggot yeah. um, was my full drag name. Yeah. Um, is that. You know, they call a queen who wears a wig and, and, and a Bob Mackie ripoff, you know, on, on stage and they go, oh, she's an icon. Girl, shut the fuck up. That's like, to me, I I consider, you know, people legends. You know, you take Cher is a legend. Shirley Bassey is mm-hmm. a fucking legend. Dionne Warwick is a legend. And Tina Turner was a legend, you know. So when someone throws the word legend to some stupid cunt on season 15 of Drag Race, you go, Mary, that takes away so much from the Cher and the Shirley Basseys of the world. Now we have to think of a new word for people that have actually done something. Um, And when I think legend, I think of someone that's talented. I think of someone that's done amazing work. I think someone that has found longevity, you know, peaks and valleys. You know, we've all seen Cher go up and down. We've seen Shirley Bassey go back and forth, but she's still blowing in her 80s and blowing, yeah. blowing and singing, not blowing. Um, <laughs> I don't I don't know how talented she is. Um, but um, but in the world, all I, I mean, I know she's a talented vocalist. I don't know about blowing. That's what I mean. Uh, <laughs> but um, but I think that is legend. And when I think of drag, I think Lady Bunny is yeah. a legend. You know what I mean? The fact that she's alive and no disease got her yet. Wow. That is a legend. Um, Sherry Vine, Jackie Beat, Barla Jean Merman, Coco Peru. These are people that started a career way before Drag Race. And what's so amazing about all of those people that I just named, still working, still selling out rooms, still doing what they do. And yet each one is completely unique and different. Yeah. And that to me is I go, let's applaud those legends. Don't call me one yet. Yeah. Let these those do it and let them get the flowers that they deserve because they're not going to be on drag race there's not going to be a golden girl season so the <laughs> there end should is, be there, there should sh- be it would be amazing yeah. it would be amazing yeah um well let's say you are highly respected in drag but and also i will say even though you give off this thing every drag queen i know says how nice you are which i'm sure pisses you oh. off and how, <laughs> and how, how how amazing and respectful you are but one of the things i want to know is considering that people do look up to you so much in drag what is one of the questions that you get from baby drag queens that you're just like stop asking stop asking this oh. question you know, I'm never mad if somebody asks a question. I'm never mad if they ask a question again. I just hope that they're prepared for the same answer because <laughs> th- there really is no right or wrong to any of it. You know what I mean? Um, and I think the minute you th- the minute you realize that there's no proper way to do drag, and I know nowadays the young kids are like, this is how I express myself. This is my journey. Yeah, shut the fuck up. Fine. <laughs> you can have all the kumbaya of drag, if you want. Oh, girl, bye. Yeah. Girl, girl, bye. <laughs> um, that to me, that to me is the reality sh- TV show side of it, you know, where I know you, I, I, I know you in drag because of your ailments and your family struggles. That's not me. I am show business. I am a dancing monkey. I am a clown. I am a vaudevillian. So you asking me, how do you pack? What's the best suitcase? Or uh, how do I get from this and that? Who is your agent? Um, how do you plan a tour? Those type of questions I love to answer. But if you're coming to me with the bullshit of, you know, 
do you think your drag is changing the world or how can I self there's no self-expression i i don't think of myself and go yeah let me tape my dick up my ass because that makes me feel whole no i'm feeling my whole but that's not what i would consider my work you know so yeah. i go it's a, it's it's work and the minute you're sitting back and thinking i can eat bonbons and it's glamorous it's never glamorous mm-hmm. it's never perfect uh you're not going to have a great show every night uh if you don't have a if you don't have a bad show you don't appreciate the good shows uh you should always carry your own luggage you should always travel with people that hate you my assistant has been my friend for over 25 years he doesn't think i'm funny he doesn't think i'm pretty he makes me carry my own fucking suitcase uh we don't sit together in the delta lounge uh, so these are things <laughs> that keep you humble and keep you alive. So yeah. those types of questions I love to give people and say, this is what helps with the longevity. This will help with your sanity. Um, don't believe your bullshit. Don't believe your hype. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. And and once it's out there, once it's out there, good or bad, let it go. Let it fucking go. The compliments and the insults don't really matter. I mean, you know, I've I, I've done musical theater and, and you'll do a show and somebody will say it's a revelation or someone say I fucking hated it. What do you do? Where do you put your time? Do you sit back and go, oh, well, I need to really. No, that's someone's opinion. That doesn't shift my life. You know, yeah, I think that's where I do it because I enjoy it. But I also know there's work involved. So a lot of people think it's just let me get on Drag Race and bam, my life changes. I've even had friends of mine, you know, that are older that are like, if I can only get on there now, I'm like, honey, you're doing it. You're doing it now. You're working, you know, five nights a week. You're doing your gigs here and there. You're in Provincetown. You're doing I that. That's that's it. Yeah. You know. Um, and I think sometimes when we see people, for instance, this, this, I'm giving you a long winded answer, but what's so funny on my feed recently, this whole scenario with this Matt Rife mm-hmm. guy, yeah. you know, yeah. where it's like, he popped up out of nowhere on my feed and I'm watching all this crowd work and I'm going, this is really funny. His crowd work is, is genius. I also know it's his edit. It's what he's choosing to put out there. So of course you're going to put a video that makes you look good. And then he does a Netflix special and people go, he's not that funny. And I go. You can't win. Yeah. You can't win. Sometimes you should just travel on your sold out tour and you should go and do your little snippets that you post. But because once you put yourself on that platform and you're now trying to pander to the average person, mm-hmm. let's just say everybody on Netflix, everybody's got a fucking opinion. Yeah. You know, oh, you're not that funny or oh, he's just cute. Oh, he's this or oh, it's controversial. You can't win, yeah. you know, so. So not a, trying to appeal to the masses. Those are the questions that I tell them. Don't get lost in that. And even though you're reading a comment, it feels like a ton of bricks. Tomorrow they move on to some other bitch. They oh. move on to another one. They hate another one in a minute. And I, I'm just grateful when they hate me or when they compare, you know, because I just go, great, you know, or they're like, at least you're talking you know, about me. <laughs> yeah. It's so true. Or yeah. or someone says Adore Delano should have won your season. I go, sure. Yeah. Of course. I love Adore. Yes, she should have won. She didn't, but she should have. <laughs> you know? It's 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 I had no control over winning or or, or her not winning. Yeah. It's just okay, yeah. great. Make us make a list. Put it out there, you know? Um yeah. and nine times out of ten, I agree. Like that's a lovely way to look at the world, but mm-hmm. it's not necessarily what happened. But you it, it, it's I guess the game is to just keep moving. And I tell these queens, don't get lost in yourself and, and keep going, you know, invest in, and in, in, I'd rather see one good wig than to see 20 ugly ones. <laughs> so invest in that one good wig, yes. at least the base wig. The base and wig. don't wash it in downy. 
Woolite. <laughs> Woolite Downy. None of that, honey. Girl, I, I wish I had a picture. This bar had black light. This is the 90s. So you walk into that bar and it was like, come a palooza. You know, it's like, it's like, what was that show? What was that show that they would pull out the black light and bring oh, it? Oh, yeah. Well, Room was, Raider. Yes, yes. <laughs> and that's that's what it looked like. So, yes, that advice I would give anybody. Wow. You know, and, and do it while you enjoy it. Yeah, you know, the world definitely. may not enjoy it, <laughs> but you need to do it while you're enjoying exactly. it. Exactly. <laughs> well, Bianca, thanks so much for taking the time to chat with me. I really appreciate it. Thank you. I probably answered two questions because I'm <laughs> rambling. But you know what it is? It's this new. Let me. I'm not. I'm not getting anything from these people. But I must in, in let you know is that I, I'm. A, I love coffee, and yeah. I recently stopped drinking coffee because it's just crazy. Because Same. They're like, I did too. It's nuts because yeah. I was drinking so much of it, and they're like, it can work as a diuretic, or it could help your stomach, or it could blow up your stomach. And yeah. this is what happens when you're old. Yeah. Um. But then I saw all these ads for that Rise Mushroom Coffee oh. everywhere. Uh, exactly. Okay. And I said, I'm the asshole. Click on the link, <laughs> and now. <laughs> It tastes horrible, but I'm addicted. So I have now been drinking my mushroom coffee. Um, wow. So, wow. Yeah, it's my day. Somehow I feel like I need to have the coffee. And all my friends in the UK are like, try tea. I'm like, I've seen what it's done to your teeth. No. So I stick with this mushroom coffee, which is not the best tasting, unless they send me some for free, in case they're listening. Yeah. I will do it. But um, but it, it, it's got a little kick to it. It's kind of nice. like cracking it up. So yeah. it's rise. It's a mixture of mushrooms. You should try it. I Look will. I will. Tip. I'll, Another tip. I'll DM you when I try it. Definitely. Yes. Definitely. And then soak your wig in it. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Did you get caught up in the winds of Hurricane Bianca Del Rio? Because if so, go to one of her shows. Trust me, it's an experience like you'll never have. Like, it's just very unique and it's a lot of fun. Anyway, I'm H. Allen Scott on everything. Leave a little rating and review for this episode wherever you're listening. And for the latest news and podcasts, head to Newsweek.com and follow Newsweek on all the social platforms. And while you're there, subscribe to my newsletter for the culture. It's a lot of fun. Comes out every Tuesday and Thursday. Until then, watch something fun and have a great day.